Hey everyone and welcome to a new episode of Words on Wednesday by me, Karina. Thank you so much for listening and today's topic will be about God. Who is God? So to describe God, we have to look back at Genesis. We have to look at the whole picture to see that God is not only seen as one person, but you can't say person, you know. It's like he's one God, but actually he's three in one. So there's not only God the Father, but there's also God the Son and God the Spirit. So it's the Holy Spirit and Jesus, the Son of God, that even though they're distinct, they are not separate. They do belong together and cannot be separated. So they are just distinct, but they are still one entity. So no one has an idea what God looks like. Like our human mind always tries to understand what God looks like. Like he's a white old man with gray or white hair in heaven looking up from above, looking down from above and judging and finger pointing at every single one of us. But no, this is not true because God is love and God is here. He's near. He's a God of relationship and he knows you and he loves you. Also going back to he's a God of relationship. If you look in the beginning of the word in Genesis 1.26 where it says, Let us make mankind in our image already shows us the Trinity that is like already together in the beginning of the word, in the beginning of everything. So God is a God of relationships, a relationship who lives in the relationship with Jesus Christ, but also the Holy Spirit. And they're all three in one. So this already shows us that God is a God of relationship and he is a God of love. He is love. Because in 1 John verse four, six, verse, um, chapter 4 verse 16 says that God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God. And a God who loves does everything for their children, for his children. As well as God just sacrificed his one and only loved and begotten son so that we are being forgiven of our sins through the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ. And now this um, episode will be more with scripture because I like to beat the teat. I would like to have this teaching founded and firmed in um, a scripture because it's not my own expectations, but it's or like um, what I my own, own opinion who God is. Um, but really, it's scripture based and has a foundation. And um, I've studied it for the past, like I've learned more about it for the past years. And yeah, so now I'm just sharing it and I hope it can help some of you to understand more of who God is. Um, because many of you have been writing me that you maybe did not grow up as a Christian or in a religious household or you have no idea what I'm talking about. So I just want to lay out a foundation so that you will understand where I'm coming from and what I'm saying and that you can like draw the lines and connect everything. So I hope that this helps. But yeah, so God is love. He's the God of relationship, he is love, and he's here and he's near wherever we are. He's near to all those who call upon him. This is also written in Psalm 145 verse 18 where it says, The Lord is near to those who call on, on him, to all who call on him in truth. So if you really call on him and you want to know him, he will reveal himself to you. And in Jeremiah 23 verse 23 it says, Am I only a God nearby, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them? So it is all about thinking that God is just so far away because he's perfect and we are not. And we think of his whole picture that God is like untouchable and not there. And yes, he's God, he's holy, he's almighty, but he's closer than our very own breath or the air that we breathe. So he is a God nearby and we cannot hide from him. So going back, like way, way back into the story of Adam and Eve, when they have sinned, 
because both have sinned. Even though Adam blamed it all on Eve, he could have stopped her. They were two people and they could have like just encouraged one another and they didn't. So both sinned. And then what they did, because when they ate from the apple, they had the revelation and the knowledge that they were naked. In the beginning, it was no problem that they were naked because they were clothed in the glory of the Lord and God created us naked. So this is his perfect creation. Clothes is something that we have created and what shame, um, how shame arose whilst they were eating from the apple. So shame crept in and they realized that they were naked. So they were hiding in bushes. Like you were hiding from the creator of heaven and earth. It's like, who are you hiding? What are you hiding for? Like, he knows everything. He knows the beginning and the end, and he's infinite. So he lives in eternity. He created eternity. He is the creator of everything. And, oh, sorry. And he knows that you're hiding. He knows that you've sinned and that you've just messed up. But they were still hiding. And what God did is he said, Adam, where are you? Of course, he said, Adam. But Adam also translates to human. So he doesn't necessarily only mean Adam at that time in that garden because he knew where he was because he knows everything. But Adam in this case has also meant for the whole humanity like human and humanity. Where are you? So he's even reaching out for us even though we've messed up. Even though they have messed up he's still taking the first step as almighty and holy God. And then he already gives a promise because of course they are kicked out of the Garden of Eden and they're like having a lot of burdens and um, I don't know the right word to say that but I know in German but not in English. So they get a lot of, um, for example, childbearing will be really painful, men have to work really hard and all of that stuff and all those laws that he's giving and the rules that he's giving and that the world will not be like the Garden of Eden. So. Then he sends them, not he, he, he sends them to earth, yeah, to the world. But before he does this, he says, but a woman will be bearing a seed which will crush the serpent's head. So the serpent also, it was the serpent on the tray, like the devil saying it like that. He, like they, like the serpent deceived the Eve to the sin and Adam to sin. So the serpent is who messed up the relationship to God and who like deceived us and Adam and Eve so that they have been kicked out of heaven but God already made a promise that there will be a woman bearing a seed who will crush the serpent's hand as so who will overcome the serpent and all of its mischievous plans and doings and this was the prophecy about, about Jesus Christ already and the prophecy about Jesus Christ even Jesus has also been in the beginning because if we go back to John 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Jesus is often referred to as the Word. Because he is the word. He's been giving the teachers, he, teachings. He's been like reciting scripture and all of that. He's given the teachings and the parables for Sermon of the Mount and so many more. Like you read the whole New Testament and you can read it. And he is the word. And so he, Jesus, even though Jesus was already there in the beginning, the promise and prophecy has been made that he will come through a woman that will bear the seed and 
like give birth to him so that he can overcome the serpent's head that he can overcome the devil and all the separation that has been brought between God and us so this already shows us like that God is a God of love like like he is giving his one and only son to save us and to free us from all our sins with the shedding of his blood and it's even though we messed up God always takes a step towards us and I think this is just so beautiful because it's a different picture of love. It's not the love that we get in the world or from other people. Because this love often is like bound to conditions. And God's love is unconditional. And this is why many people can't grab it or grasp it. That despite what you're doing, that like God still loves you and he still wants you to come to him. And I think this is just so beautiful because he is near to all those who call upon him. So if you want him in your life, you can just call upon him and he will reveal himself in your life. And this is not something that is just made up. But no, he is a beautiful God who really wants to live in relationship with you. And is not a God who is far away and just like judges you from up above. But no, he's loving, he's close to you and he wants you to have a relationship with him because he himself is a God of relationship. So also he's not just near he's also our refuge in psalm 73 verse 28 it says but as for me it is good to be near god i have made the sovereign lord my refuge i will tell of all your deeds because god is here wherever we are but you actually have to look for jesus to let him manifest in your situations and struggles so that he can give you the wisdom speak into your dreams as well as making you become aware of all the plans and everything that is just laid out so divine like all those plans and synchronicity synchronicities that are just laying out which cannot happen on a normal basis some people say it's destiny but god is a perfect planner he plans everything perfectly so this already is so beautiful and you have to look for him or you will miss him so even like you can describe it as well like when people are saying okay how can i like trust this god i don't know if it's god no this god is not real but if you haven't tried it how will you make your opinion of it and how will you say it if you haven't tried it because i believe because i can testify because i have seen how god works and works in our life of course <laughs> not face to face because we cannot because we simply can't stand in his presence but Moses, like, he saw him face to face, actually the back of God, and he was really close to God. And the presence of God is so mighty and so powerful, but seeing how everything in your life aligns and how people are being changed, people are being healed. I've witnessed healings, and it's just something that I cannot and will not forget that also points to back to the point that God is real, that God is there. Because I testify, because I believe, because I can testify. I've seen the Lord's goodness, not only in my life, but in so many more. And he also is a guide and a leader. So in Psalm 23, verse 3, he says, He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though we have decisions that we regret, or we did stuff that we are not proud of, he will make us pass straight. Like he loves us so much that he wants to help us and come into our situation. So whatever it is, he wants us to give it to him like he, the father that he is to us and we are the children. So it just shows us that he really is everything that we need in any situation, in any type of form. He came in the Holy Spirit. He came in Jesus Christ. He is like he is 
the Holy Spirit and he is Jesus Christ but he's also the father and he also restores he's also the perfect planner and trust me when I say this because his plans are perfect even though if it might not be what we want for our lives like we have something else planned he has the perfect plan because I can witness and testify that the plans that he has set upon my life were nothing that I ever thought of or have I would have ever had imagined before I gave my I became a Christian and I gave my life to Jesus but he has made everything fall into place and so many things have happened that I did not think of or at the time I maybe even didn't want what came out of it it was the whole bigger picture of this beautiful divine plan that he has for us that it's not only for ourselves but that goes beyond ourselves so this is the whole thing it's not just about ourselves it's beyond ourselves and god is pouring so much love into us that we are really overflowing and we can just share it with every single one out there and live in joy and have this life and this confidence in him that he restores that he guides us and leads us that he loves us and is our refuge but we actually have to look for him to find him or we will miss him and he also created us <laughs> to seek and find him and live in a relationship with him because as i said in the beginning um he's not a god who's far away He's a God who's close, so we cannot hide from him, but still he wants us to come to him. Because in Acts 17, verse 27, it says, God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. Of course, this doesn't mean he's forcing you, but you have a choice. Like, you can choose if you want to let God into your life, if you want to live in a relationship with him and have his divine plan being unfolded before you or not. He's a God of love and love does not force anything on anyone. So he's not forcing any one of us to live a life with him. And we have the choice and the free will that he has given to us because we are no slaves to God. We are no slaves. We are free and we are his children and children can choose. <laughs> we don't, we are not forced to anything, but also he's on your side and on our side. Because Psalms 27 verse 3 also says, Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. Of course, this does not mean that we won't have fear at all. Because we will have fear. But as you focus and our confidence shifts, because we put our confidence in Jesus Christ and in God, knowing that he will like take care of the situation, that he is our refuge, that he will give us the strength, that he will comfort us in times of troubles and needs, but also in the good times that we will praise him for all the good things that he's making happen in our lives. So he is on your side. And even though there are situations where you're still going to have anxiety and fear, you can have the confidence and trust in him and you can come to him because he is your protection. It also says in Psalm 27 verse 1 that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? This is that we take all of the power that we are giving to people. We are taking that power away and we are putting it to God. Because people, they always disappoint. They always find a way to disappoint and God won't. Because God loves you and God cares for you. And he's a heavenly father. I don't know what a father figure you've had in your life. But he is a loving father who, can you imagine, gave his one and only son. And everything that Jesus Christ went through, he also went through because he is God. So the scars, everything, they're carrying all together. 
so that we can be made free, that we can have access and this gate and the road open to come to God and have this free relationship with him. But also he knows you. As I said in the beginning, he doesn't force you. He doesn't force himself on anyone. He resists the proud, but knows those who seek him intimately. It also says in Luke 12 verse 17, Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. And we are his children. So there's nothing to worry about. He knows us more than we know ourselves. I, I, I'd say you don't know every head that is on your head. If you don't have hair on your head, then never mind. <laughs> but he knows every single hair on your head. And this is just showing us that he knows us intimately. So he knows everything, but he still loves us and he still wants us to come to him with our problems, even though he already knows what is happening in us. Maybe things that we don't even know for ourselves, but he knows it, but he still wants you to come to him with it because he wants to listen to you. He wants you to be like this child running to a father to tell him about something exciting happening, coming to the father crying when you're not feeling well. It's the whole picture of being a child, child of God. It also says it is easier for a child to enter heaven unless you know it says in the Bible unless you become like this child it's impossible for you to enter heaven so it's this whole transparency and this like intimacy that children have and with their parents not necessarily because it depends where you've grown up and what um, household but with God, he is this loving father. He's this father, the perfect father that you can run to crime, that you can run to law thing, you can run to for every single thing because he wants to hear what you have to say. He wants to hear what's on your heart, what is troubling you. So you can come to him with all your struggles, with all your needs, with all your praise reports also, everything that he's just, what is just going on perfectly because he's not only a God for bad times. He is God, he's our father, and we are not only going to him when we need something, because he's a father and he wants to live in a relationship, and a relationship where only one person sometimes comes when they need something is not a relationship, it's just you're, you're, you're taking advantage of it, but there is not a relationship. So yeah, he wants you to take refuge in him. He wants to hear what's on your heart and wants to be part of your life. So you can share your deepest needs and struggles and talk to him like you will talk to a friend. And he will, he will definitely draw near to you and be a stronger stronghold in days of trouble and also in good days. So I hope that this episode could help you to understand a bit more about who God is. And if you really want this God in your life, then you can also write me. We can pray together. And I really just hope that this could give you some revelation that God is not a God who is far away and is only judging. But he's actually loving you and wants a relationship with you and really this life with God is just so beautiful even though it does not mean it will be easy but it's worth it all because it's so much bigger than ourselves and his blessings and also his love his presence alone for who he is alone and what he did for us to free us and to have us to enter into that relationship is already reason enough to praise him for every day our hearts beat and our breath in our lung is still there as we're breathing the air that we are breathing it is such a blessing. And God loves you. Whatever the situation looks like for you right now, and you might think, why could God love me? Why should God love me? He does love you. He sees you and he knows you. 
even if you don't know him yet, he knows you. He knows his beloved children. And every single one of you, you are here for a reason. And he wants his divine plan to see being unfold in your life. And it's not a plan that is keeping you in chains where you think, okay, I'm forced to do everything now. No, but you have a free will. You can choose. But God is a God of love and he cares for you and he loves you. And yeah, I pray, I'll definitely pray for you, for all of you who want to get to know more of God and let God into their lives, that he will reveal himself to you because he definitely will. But yeah, next episode will be about who is Jesus because it is a bit complex that I cannot put us all in one episode. Otherwise, it would be an hour long or an hour and a half. I don't know. <laughs> and then I will explain more about Jesus and the price that he's paid for us and what actually, who actually Jesus is and what it, what Jesus did so that we can now be free and Christians. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. And I'm excited for the next for next week's episode or two in two weeks. <laughs> sorry. And yeah, I hope you have an amazing and blessed week. And if you have questions or prayer requests, whatever it is, you can always write me on Instagram on Words on Wednesday by Karina. And I'll be happy to pray for you and text with you, whatever it is. So may God bless you and hear you in two weeks.